This is... Wow! What a week. What a week. Politrix. Welcome back to our What a Week hashtag Politrix. Now, politics is one of those spheres that is always changing. So some people aren't always surprised by the shifts that happen. However, when it comes to commentators of politics, many people like to maintain a certain way of things. We gave him a modified title last week, which some people questioned. So please give a wow welcome back to our Minister of Interpretation, Votsang Mudimuami Muilwa. Welcome back, brother man. Thanks, thanks, Brother Fresh. Uh, good morning. Morning to the viewers and followers. Uh, I am very comfortable to resume my original title of interpreting politics, uh, not a meteorologist of politics. Tell us about uh, your top, Botsa Botsang. Is that available? Can we buy it? Can we get, support you? Look, uh, it's my brand. Uh, remember towards the end of last year? Yes, sir. Uh, I decided to stop wearing international brands, mm, uh, the famous mm. brands. I will still wear my Nike, Adidas, and Puma that I have. Sure. But I'm making clothes that I wear, my own brand. Ah. And, and I've started even selling them. They are not in shops. I, I make from scratch. Mm design, make, label, and sell to you according to your body type. Ah, yeah. So uh, it's tailor-made. Uh, tailor-made. Boza, Bozang, uh, Yeah. So so the main focus is primarily on golf shirts. Yes, sir. And I learned, you know, from a friend of mine, Sahala Rapetua, taught me the difference between skipper, t-shirt, and golf shirt. And I got so hit that I decided to say I'm going to make golf shirts so my target market is golf players okay with caps and t-shirts or golf shirts and then it will expand with time but yeah you will see both about and brand mushrooming a lot uh, hopefully you'll make me something that i can wear for next week for uh, sure. uh i next week don't push it fresh i've got so many orders now in the near future i've got a lot of orders uh, trust me, you'll have a hell of a lot more orders if you make me If you talk. wear one. Yeah. Okay, we, we'll talk about that. Right now, let's go back to the January 8th statement of January 13, I think it was. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, t you know, tell us your thoughts. Did it live up to expectation? Any surprises? Look, the only surprise I have from the January 8th statement of the ruling African National Congress is that they even failed to address the current affairs. Uh, uh, the statement came on January the 13th. But look, it, 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 I, I did not expect it. I said it in, in our last show. Mm. I did not expect fireworks from that statement. There is nothing that the ANC as a ruling party can talk to new that will make us jump, except the rhetoric, except what we know that they've created uh, houses, they've, you know, abortion facilities, they've improved the life of black people and social grants. You know, mm. those are the things mm. they can shine with. But as a state, and as a governing party, they failed to live up to basic fundamental requirements that they promised people since 1994. Free basic and quality education, safety of the people in the country, and the return of the land to the majority of the people. They failed to smile on those fundamental principles. But but again, you know, I listened to uh, President Ramaphosa reading that uh, January 8th statement. 
And when it came to very critical issues like security, like electricity crisis in the country, the cost of living and unemployment, he was like passing. You know, mm. he passed those areas very fast. And, and I think those are the areas that they were supposed to focus on and concentrate on in order to respond to the crisis and the needs of the nation. Mm. And I'm the person who have said on this platform and various other platforms and said, us critiquing the ANC, on its failures, uh, which are mainly caused by maladministration and corruption, sure. does not mean we are putting a blind eye on the good things that they have done. Mm. Uh, a human settlement or housing, South Africa is number one in the world in provision of low-cost, if not free housing, uh, basic housing. And they've done extremely well. No other country compares to I, I, us. I was going to say, not only number one in the world, yeah. probably one of very few countries that do it. No other country compares to us. And those mm. are some of the things we acknowledge them. Uh, uh, whether it was a good plan, whether it was because they had proper ministers there. You can look from the time of uh, Tokyo Sokwali. Mm. You can look at, I can't remember who was before Tokyo Sokwali. If it was not Joe Slova, I can't remember very well. But you can look at the ladies who occupied those positions. Lindy Wezulu, Lindy Wezusulu, Mamulu Kukubai. I think they've been deploying very competent and capable in those positions. But I also think the African National Congress has done very well in sticking to it plan mm. regarding housing. All other things, uh, if, if in my view it wasn't of corruption and maladministration and deploying the wrong people in those positions, they could have still done well. Education sure. is one of the worst that we find ourselves in as a nation. But uh, there's room for improvement. It is going to be very difficult. Mm. You know, the January 8th statement normally sets the tone, especially on an election year. Mm. It is going to be very difficult this election year and for the next uh, 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 12 months to can live to that statement because of the challenges that the political party is facing, the divisions within the party, not only the breakaways, there's also divisions inside. Within. Within, you mm. understand? So I think it's going to be very difficult, but nothing to take home. Sure. In fact, you mentioned uh, the state of education, the metric results are out. Yes, the metric results are out. Well, our, our education system it's at its worst state. I'm, I'm sad to say that fresh. Mm. Uh, uh, we started by, you know, wasting the curriculum. We started by actually, you know, creating the percentage lower than the traditionally average percentage of education. And if you also look at the mood in the country, mm. nothing is so exciting that metric results are out. You know, last year there was legislation. No, man, are they out already or are they coming out? The, 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 the results are out. You know, if we are sitting and talking, the sure. results are out. Yeah. And and the, the future still looks bleak. Sure. The future still looks... There's A's and A's here and there. But I, I think our whole education system needs a revamp. You know, it needs... What, an, what, uh, what would that revamp look like? First of all, I, I would recommend the change of the curriculum mm. and the methodologies used. I'm not an educationist, mm. but the methodologies used. For example, this thing of dropping the pass rates to them and what they call not a pass rate, but a progression system mm. to progress from one class to another. It catches up with us when these kids reach metric where they have to pass. You understand? You can move mm. to, to university. At metric, you have to pass. It's not progression. Mm. Now, if you are a, a, a learner and you are accustomed to a progression kind of system to say, we will push you uh, uh, now you have done a little bit bad, but we can push you. That's mm. the first part. Mm. The second part is the percentage rate, guys. Why, why did we drop the bar 
mm. of a pass rate. Why did we do that? 50, you know, me and you, when we grew up and we were at school, our parents will beat us for getting 51%. They will call it school. 50 was not good enough. It was not good enough. It, it was, it's never been good enough. And, and, and we still drop the bar. We will not be punishing our kids. Mm. You understand? When we do that, uh, uh, we will actually be forcing them to work harder. Now they, they, they don't, you can see even the kids, they do homework for the sake of doing homework. I've done homework mm. with my kids. They do homework because ma'am or sir said I have homework to do with dad. And, 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 and we just do it for the sake of. But also what we need, and I said it yesterday in some parents platform that I was engaged in to say another thing that we dropped the ball in, and I'm not going to blame politicians, it's us as parents. Our level of participation as parents in the, in the fundamental a foundation education of our kids at primary level, Mm. you know, at grade R and primary level. We as parents, we need to start participating more in that in order to help our kids. You know, like I said, I remember my mom used to take uh, a lesokwani. What is lesokwani in English? A a, a wooden cooking uh, spoon. Uh, Yes, yes, yes. Yes. A wooden spoon, yes. Yeah, to to hit our knuckles if she was sitting there helping us with homework. So that collective engagement in 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 uplifting the education of the kids it's very important mm. uh, but the system i i am one of the people who are pushing that the neo colonial education system we inherited from the apartheid government sure. it has to change mm. the history that is being taught to our kids at school mm. it needs to change sure. and that's why today when people listen to hashtag uh, politics uh, on our the week platform educated adults are saying, I never knew this. Mm. Then you can ask yourself, how does it that an adult who is educated, who is working, never knew what we talk about here. People never knew that uh, who's Robert Sobukwe. People mm. never knew who is the longest- It should be general person. knowledge. It should be general mm. knowledge. Mm. Uh, uh, and history and culture intertwined. Sure. So if we don't know our history, it's going to also be very difficult to create a very proud nation without mm. a cultural picture. Mm. And, and we should start instilling that. And I wish, People like me and Jimutsaka, if she doesn't resign and retire by now, like Menkosanazaminzuma, can be open not only to academics. They, they should be open to general South African public to opinionate in the system of education that we need for our kids. Sure. Unlike where we find ourselves at the moment. And, and I think those are some of the things, if I was in an influential position, I will influence the government to start moving towards that direction. Uh, Premier Sufi tweeted uh, the other day about how, why on earth do we even have... Um, two separate exams being written and that because the kids are all going to meet at varsity. Mm. So why are we having two different streams? What are your thoughts on Uh, that? Again, Premier Lissoufi is a a very senior and influential, powerful ANC leader, which is the ruling party. Mm. That's number one. Number two, he was regarded as one of the best MECs of Gauté. He was was the MEC of education in Gauté. Why would he sit and say that now when he's a premier, when he was in a portfolio that could have influenced that situation? Mm. What did Premier Banyaza Lusufi do when he was an MC? It is not late. I agree with him uh, that uh, uh, why should we have two sets of exams? But Mr. Lusufi is making a mistake. The Constitution provides 
for private education. It is it is enshrined in the constitution of this country. Mm. So Panyaza is not supposed to be screaming at Twitter or at X. I still call it Twitter. You can see I'm old school. He should he should not be doing that. He should be raising this matter one in an ANC caucus meeting of of the NEC. He's an ANC member. Sure. And 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 start pushing those who are in parliament to influence the amendment of the if that's what he wants. I don't think merely clustering uh, 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 one or uh, all students into one box will solve the education problems. I don't think having one exam will solve the problems. We have, the we have bigger problems than We that. have bigger problems than that. Mm -hmm. You know, wh which exam are we going to be talking about? Is, who's going to set the exam? Are you going to say the children of the rich who are in private school, that, that is allowed by the constitution of the country, mm -hmm. will be forced to write uh, uh, what you call uh, uh, the public service uh, exams, mm. or are you saying the public service student who, in my view, mm. majority are not trained and brought up at a level of what private schools are doing? Are you saying they should migrate there? It's going to have a constitutional conflict. And, and I think we should not focus on that. We should focus on improving the public service form of education. It's bad enough already there are kids who still haven't been placed in schools, but they're not allowed to go directly to schools either. Yes, yes. Uh, so, so we have this system that is supposed to, uh, I suppose, make things easier, streamline, uh, you know, applying for grade one and grade eight. But it's letting a lot of people down. There are people who have kids who have not been placed even last year. Year in, year out. First of all, Houghton provincial government, and I know the Western Cape and others are doing it, but being in Houghton, the Houghton provincial government introduced over four or five years ago during Lufi's, mm. Lufi's time as the as the embassy of education, mm. an electronic form of, of registering, and it gets opened in July well in advance. But since that time, people started blaming the system. It had glitches naturally at the mm, beginning, mm. and they were resolved. But still, with those electronic or or, or a system gadgets being resolved or glitches, we still have an administrative problem that the, that the government can explain. What is it that you still have a six or a seven-year-old child mm. who is supposed to be in class, you know, by when the schools opened on Wednesday, and those kids and parents are still queuing, they're still waiting for problems. Yes, the mm. government is also having problems of urbanization, excess influx, and immigrants of kids that were born here uh, six, seven years back, and, and our constitution allows them to be at school. They have that problem, but I think with proper planning, because mm -hmm. the application to go to grade one and grade eight opens in July, closes around end of October, November. With proper planning and proper administration, I think the, 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 the challenges could be very, very minimal. But we must also own up as a nation that there are parents. Mm -hmm. It has happened with me last year when my daughter started school uh, because of the situation in my life that I only started looking for school in January. Mm. Uh, but that was one of the different cases and I wouldn't blame government for that. Mm. But we also have a responsibility as citizens and as parents. But it also fresh, I'll tell you, uh, I live, and, and I, I must be very careful not to use words that may offend our viewers. I live in, in a prime area. I live in an area where I'm surrounded by very good public schools, mm. as well as exceptionally good private schools that I can afford. And you must see how people from the neighboring areas like Olivenhold, Tembisa, uh, Atrechville, and so forth want to have people to come and study in Centurion or Irene area. You understand? Mm. And I understand why. I understand the needs of those people. But also, uh, uh, there's an element, and I've picked it up, of us being this honest nation. Sure. Somebody lives 
in an address that they are not supposed to be at that school. Then they request a friend to use their address. And it, it happens a lot. In fact, the system has a lot of kids who are living with guardians. A absolutely. But chances are they have a parent somewhere, you know, either in a township or in a different area. Yes, But yes. because you want your child to be in Parktown, yeah, all exactly. of a sudden they have a guardian in Parktown. A so, guardian in the park. In but the park. why is it, why are we not upgrading our township schools? Why are we not having our schools be so good that going to a private school is simply because you want to do it for the hell of it? No, yeah. I mean, I've got a, you know, my, my, my friend is Norwegian, lives in Norway. Mm -hmm. And that public schools are so good, it's, you know, you, you, it's the mega rich that will go to private schools. Yeah. Because the public schools are so good. Actually, let me the tell you. The healthcare is so good that no one goes private. No, no one, one gets private. medical aid. People who go private is people who don't want to associate with the common. It becomes a class thing. It's a class thing. It's yes. not because it's, it's a not better a, It's not system. a money thing. But let me tell you, in a country which is at par with South Africa, like Brazil, yeah. and I can tell you, do you know uh, when I was stationed there? Yeah. Children of rich people mm. would queue and fight to go to public schools than to private ones. That's yeah. how good public schools are in sure. Brazil. Mm. And Brazil is not a rich country. It's at par with us in terms of development. Mm. And it's a developing country. That's how good it is. You understand? It, it's so good that when I was stationed in Brazil, my children, I did not allow them to go to private international schools that your taxes would have paid for as oh, a yes, diplomat. Yes, yes. I did not. For two reasons. The public schools were damn good. Mm. And I was preparing myself so that the day I come back to South Africa and I can't afford a private school, my kids must be accustomed to being in the crowded classes yes. and, and, and matters like that. Let me make an example. If you go to uh, the area where I live, there's Irene Primary, which mm. is which is a public school, one of the top primary schools in Gauteng. Mm. Then there's South Downs College, which is five times the price of Irene Primary. Then there's Crawford College, mm. which is four times the price of Irene Primary. I would rather have my kids in Irene Primary. Mm. And the, the people from Olive and Hope, Bosch and Tembisa and other surrounding townships, they will also use their friends and aunties and, and, and adoptive parents' addresses within St. John and Irene to take their schools or their children in those schools, in those mm. public schools. Mm. But you are right. We need to upgrade the status. We know what we need to fix. We, we, we know what we need but to fix. But we also know there's an influx. Why are we not building schools then? I mean, you look at the north of Jersey and yes. all you see is complex after complex after complex. I haven't seen a new school being built. I haven't seen a new clinic being built. I haven't seen a new hospital being built. You're seeing I'm shopping not, malls being I'm built. not seeing roads being upgraded. I'm not seeing sewer systems being upgraded. But you are seeing complex after complex going up. It's lack of vision. Why are we not planning based on we know exactly the influx problem we have. We know exactly the numbers based on previous years. It's lack and of we vision. Can project. That people don't have a vision People who are in the in the powers of this country make those decisions. They don't have a vision. And, and and also it's being caused by the fact that they are not living in a real South Africa. Some of them, their kids, you know, I was saying to somebody yesterday, uh, after the French Minister of Education, Saga, she was appointed last week, she's already been sacked, mm. uh, to say, she's better she put her children in a private school in France and she's sucked for that. Let me tell you, in South Africa, the, or in Africa generally, the politicians don't even put their children in private schools. They even take them abroad. Yeah. So they don't even trust the private schools around. They even mm -hmm. take them abroad. Mm -hmm. And it's because they know 
that we are in a situation whereby they fail to develop what they found as existing township schools. But again, we should also look at it historically. The creation of townships, or black townships, if I may call them that way, uh, it, it was already a wrong thing that was supposed to cluster people as pigs in a township, you understand? Mm -hmm. and, and, and the ANC, or the current democratic, uh, pardon me, uh, government led by the ANC, failed to correct that measure. Instead, the leading ANC in government created more townships. Sure. And, I say, and, and I, I'm one of the people who have been saying, why did we endorse, if we, 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 we said creation of townships, it was displacement of black people from their own land and displaced by the apartheid government, moving people from Sophia Town, throwing them into Soweto and create, moving them from Madubulaville, creating Motlaken Township. If we are saying that was wrong, why are we continuing mm. to create the model. We have to give housing, we have to create infrastructure, and I agree, but why did we model it in a township a methodology that was created by the apartheid government? And that's where the problem is. There are many schools that were built. For example, this week, do you remember the story of Mayibuya Primary School in Tembisa? Hmm. The school, state-of-the-art school, that was built and completed in 2017 mm. under uh, In 2017, that school was completed. Fresh, can you believe that no child has ever set a foot in that school? Year in, year out, there are problems with uh, flooding, infrastructure, contractors fighting. The government promised that this week when the schools opened on Wednesday, children will be admitted in that school. Children were accepted on the system. Mm. Guess what? It didn't happen. Mm. The school will only be ready to use in February. Construction is still taking place. Furniture is still being brought in. What did the government do for the month of November and December when they've already declared last year in October that the school will open come Wednesday, the 17th of January, 2024? What did they do? Is, where, this, where, is this the one that was built next to a sewer line? Yes, the one that was built next to a yes. You must see the, the infrastructure. There. No, it's state of the art. 82 yes. million rand spent on that school. Also, that was a problem. How do you spend 82 million rands in building a school and after 2017 to today, how many years are they? Three plus four, seven years, the school is still not functioning, it's still mm. being repaired. Mm. And 82 million has went into it. Those are some of the challenges. The government has policies. The government has good plans and good intentions. The people they place there, the tenders and the construction mafia, they don't care about the, the, the children that they're supposed to build schools for. Mm. We should apply the Sankara Oath, you know, where if we are building a school in Tembisa, at a section, let's say section 11 of Tembisa, as an example, mm. we must go and identify contractors from section 11 of Tembisa, Ambach mm. people, bricklayers, painters, to build that school for their children because they've got vested interest and they will do the right thing. If you are going to give the contract to Botsang, who's staying in Centurion, to build a school in Atrichville, do you think I will care about whether the school is finished on time or not? My, my motive is profit. Yes. It's not creating mm. school for my children. So what we should do, we should make people do and, and uh, uh, things that are going to benefit them as a community. That's where the government is supposed to be working with communities in building infrastructure and developing areas for their own benefit. Sure. If you live in Ramutsiri Street somewhere in South Africa, let the people who live in Ramutsiri Street be awarded jobs to can build the, the tar road and the pavement on that street. Unlike taking somebody from outside, it will instill pride in people. Sure. You know, I, I grew up in a township where we didn't have tar road until in the early 90s. On my street, my garden, 
every year used to win seats from the municipality because I had the best lawn and best garden, oh, year yes. in, year out. Mm -hmm. Was I a good gardener? No, but it was tried instilled in me to sure. say, mm -hmm. garden at home has to look good. And if we, we must go back to that, give people responsibilities and stop with container schools that are becoming permanent. It is good to have container schools in the Panyaza and the team. But once that container school, which is supposed to be temporary, mm -hmm. becomes a permanent structure. We have a problem. We have a problem. Let's move to... <laughs> What is probably going to be a contentious issue for the next three, four weeks? Bafana Bafana. Um, so Bafana Bafana lost to Mali a couple of days ago. Yes. And uh, obviously still the group stages and there's still, um, there's still hope uh, for Bafana Bafana. But at a level of administration and politics, what are your thoughts? Well, uh, fresh and, and let our followers and viewers not be surprised. Why do we talk of of, of sports on this platform? Uh, yes, politics are everywhere. You know, we have said it before. That's why we, at some stage, discussed the the rugby situation mm. in the history mm. of the rugby in mm. South Africa. My my my, my thoughts, Bafana Bafana will go nowhere. And and I'm not saying this because I am unpatriotic. It's because I'm I'm hating. You know, we are both dressed in black today. We are we are mourning what happened during the course of the week to Bafana Bafana losing 2-0 to Mali. But fresh, if if somebody asks me, is Bafana Bafana a bad team? No, they are not a bad team. If you look at eight of the players who were on the starting lineup, they were from Mamelodi Sundowns, which are the African champions, one of the best clubs in the world at the moment. So we cannot be said to be bad. There is talent there. The problem is the politics in Safa, as well as the administration of Safa. And 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 I've heard a lot of former you know soccer players and heroes, the Lucas Khadebe, the Dr. Kumalos, and the Steve Compellas of, of this country have been saying. Mm. Maybe it's about time that uh, Denis Jordan, the leader of SAFA, and, and, and his entourage, they must vacate those seats. They have done their job, and now they are damaging the job that they have done. The problems with, with SAFA and soccer in South Africa, or football, is the same as cricket South Africa. Look at institutions or sporting codes that have administrative problems with political interference are the ones that are performing very bad, you understand? Mm. And I think that Denis Jordan has done but, but also, by the way, and no offense to the ANC, that Denis Jordan is ANC. And we know that we're ANC leaders who are imposed on people. Mm. We can look at the history of this country, how messy they become. He messed up the Nelson Mandela Bay called today as a mayor. He is continuing to mess up in Safa. That gentleman has done his job. He must make way. You know, I invite our our followers to go and find a book written by a former sports journalist, uh, Silo, I think it's Silo Rabutap, if I'm not wrong. He wrote mm, a book mm. about the life and the history of uh, Solomon Sticks Morewa. Sure. And again, we look at the soccer of South Africa, there's politics there. Solomon Sticks Morewa was a Pan-Africanist mm. and who was pushed aside by when the ANC came into power. Uh, Danny Jordan is ANC. He is messing up Safa and he should move. That's one element. The second element that I bring politics into Safa is... Where in this world mm. have you seen a foreigner coaching a national team? You understand? I will not support Bafana isn't Bafana. It, isn't it happening across half of the continent? Well, only in Africa. Mm. Only in Africa. Where is patriotism in that instance? Mm. You know, this reminds me a story. I think it was during the World Cup France in 1998. Mm. I, I was stationed in Germany and I went to the uh, World Cup match. South Africa was playing France, coincidentally. Sure. Sure. 
guess what happened? My ambassador at that time was Melindy Mabuza, may her soul rest in peace. Mm. I was with her, hosted by Ambassador Barbara Masekela, and we were with Dr. Ivan Koza. Sure. And during the game, uh, Mama Buza asked me, uh, Butan, who's that white man? Who's the manager? She knew it was a manager of South Africa. And when I told her that it was Philippe Trossier, mm. a French coach in South Africa, when South Africa was playing France in France, she became purple. Mm. You know, she turned to Dr. Koza and said, Ivan, why are your liberation struggle uh, credentials and lessons? How do you have a French man coaching South Africa while we are playing uh, France in France? You understand? Mm. If you also look at the history of South African soccer, I, I'm not a soccer administrator and I've never played soccer in my life. But if you look at the history of soccer in this country fresh, the best performance of Bafana Bafana in all spheres was when Bafana Bafana was coached by local coaches. Ephraim Jomosono, the late life parker, and 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 uh, uh, Sheikh Sheikh Mashaba. Look at the history of Bafana Bafana. They performed better and they achieved levels when they were coached by locals. Now, now you ask yourself politically, why would we as a nation stand up, break our hearts, take a foreign white man who doesn't know Kasi flavor type of football to come and coach Kasi boys? To, 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 and we expect to win an, a continental tournament. And, and for me, that does not make sense. And we should rise politically and patriotically and say, get a local coach, one of the best coaches in the world, in the world today. Mm -hmm. It's our own Peter Musimani. That we boot and we pushed out. We never gave him an opportunity to can build Bafana Bafana the way he did with Sundowns, the mm -hmm. way he did mm -hmm. with Al Akhli, and any other team he has laid his hands on. What's wrong with us, guys? But many would argue Bafana haven't performed at this level and been on the streak they've been in, uh, you know, over the last year in a very long time. And that maybe this is the best man for the job currently. You know, you know fresh, fresh, you, you guys. Uh, uh, what would I always say in politics? You like to settle for crumbs and settle for less. You win, you become the best when you win tournaments. Mm. You can't tell me they're playing beautiful when they're not scoring goals. You understand? It, mm. it doesn't work like that. You win tournaments, you score goals, you don't play soccer beautiful, you don't play a beautiful game. So let us all agree that we may scream and tumble and talk of how they are playing a beautiful soccer, but they're not winning games. And they've been, it doesn't start now with what is his name? Books or Brooms, whatever his name is. Uh, Ugo Bruce. Yeah, yeah, Ugo Bruce or Ugo Bruce. It is not about playing well, it's about scoring goals and winning games. They've been doing it even before him. When we had those Brazilian uh, uh, coaches, they were still playing beautiful. Before him, with Stuart Baxter, they were still playing very well. We, we keep on saying, Bafana Bafana played very well today. They were better. The next game, they played very well. They will advance. We always hope for the referees, the technicalities, the uh, backdoor administrative wins instead of the field wins. No, no, no. We are downgrading our soccer uh, uh, levels. And, and I think we should start by changing the management of SAFA. Mm. But changing of management, it has a elections and politics in it. We should start by firing books and, and getting a local coach. This man is here. He's idling. He's looking for a job. He's here. And he's at his best at the moment. Lucas Kadebe has raised his hand to say, I'm prepared to be the minister of Safa, very well respected and decorated former South African captain. Mm. He's more respected in Leeds in England than in South Africa. Dr. Kumalo has been a coach. You know, at some stage, Keza achieves our, our losing club. 
was performing best when it was co-coached by Donald Excuse, my homeboy, and mm. Dr. Kumalo. Remember when they were caretaker coach? Yes, sir. They did very well until Dr. Kiza Mutaung went and hired a foreigner to come and mess up Kiza Chiefs, even further. We are not rising from those ashes. But I'm saying we should be patriotic as a country. We should hire local coaches who understand the language of South African football. In that instance, we will do well as a nation. For now, we are doomed. Uh, let's stay in uh, within sport and talk about cricket South Africa. Uh, there's a case that has been brewing currently. Uh, there's a Jewish kid who is a captain of the under-19 men's team. Yes. And last year in October, at a award ceremony honoring um, achievers within the Jewish community, uh, he won an award, yes. which he dedicated to the uh, Israeli Defense Force and all the troops there. Uh, this was literally a week or two after October the 7th. October the 7th, yes. And then um, Cricket South Africa did a whole inquiry. They looked into it and they found that he had not transgressed anything within what is expected of their players. Mm -hmm. But they've still gone ahead and stripped him of the captain saying for security reasons but surely if security is a problem they should strip him of his colors what? yes oh no no of the colors uh, of him being in the team not just of uh, the captaincy um do you think cricket sa are playing us uh, in, yeah, in, in uh, claiming and hiding behind uh, security but also um the way i see it as long as your code of conduct allows for people to hold whatever views, whether you agree with those views or not, allow them to hold the views. Yep. Because if this child believes the idea for doing a great job or their response uh, was what it should have been after October 7, you know, there's a kid out there who might believe something else. Yeah. There's a yeah. kid out there who's a Christian and might believe, well, now you're a heathen if you're not a Christian. Yeah. Like, where do we stop then in punishing, especially children? Uh, look, or young adults. Uh, uh, fresh, I, I'm glad you are correcting it. I was going to start by saying at 19, you're not a child. Uh, according to the African you know, legal and system, you are in a full adult when you yeah. reach 18. Mm. That person is an adult who knew what he was doing. But earlier on when we spoke about Safa and Bafana Bafana, I started by saying look at you know, sporting codes where the administration is a mess. They are performing sure. very bad. Mm. And I mentioned Cricket South Africa. Mm. They, they are having a double standard, and you are correct. For Cricket South Africa to say, for making those utterances and dedicating your award, personal mm. award, because it's personal, yes. to the Israel Defense Force. He is a Jew child. He believes the Israel in the Israel Defense Force, and he's wearing South African colors. So why why do you reduce him from being the captain, and you still allow him to wear South African colors? Exactly. And cricket South Africa is going to go around the world, tour the world, and and that's where the security point comes in. Mm. That they may be attacked everywhere in the world. I don't know if if uh, you you will recall and and to our viewers what happened in Munich in in I think it was 1970 or 1972 mm -hmm. uh, uh, Olympics yes, 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 whereby yes. there was an attack. Uh, 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 on, on Olympians and, and all those things. So those are some of the risks that when people make utterances against uh, uh, or, or, or you know, with regard to any conflicts in the world, we must be very careful as sporting people mm. to say, you are the captain of a, of a national team. You are seen to be representing, I don't know how many people go into the cricket squad, mm. the total number of the people in that squad. So as they travel the world, as they go to areas whereby you have pronounced 
on a political position. Uh, uh, you are putting them at risk. Mm. But uh, I, I think it was it was not a fair and a just move by Cricket South Africa mm. to partially punish this captain. You mm. understand? Mm. If he has done wrong and he has broken the code of conduct, and you refer to the code of conduct, did he break the code of conduct? Cricket South Africa is supposed to come to us and say, yes, this is the code of conduct, this reference number or this paragraph mm. or this mm. clause that he has broken. Therefore, we are stripping him the captaincy and, and, and maybe, you know, put a punishment to say for the next three months, you know, like they do in mm, soccer, mm. he will not be playing or he will not be traveling with the team for making such utterances. I think them being silent mm. on that matter, mm. it is because there's no code that he broke. You understand? And they are putting a problem now to say, so are the Palestinian supporters of the cricket South Africa going to suppress mm, their mm. support? Or the Christian community who says, Absolutely. we don't want it. So, so they are, they, or, they, or if they, a player takes a knee, that is also political. Exactly. Like exactly now, yeah. now do we suspend that person? And I think CSA are setting a very dangerous precedent by deciding, and then lying to us. They, telling they, us they are not telling us the truth. They're lying. They, yeah. Because if security is a problem, then make sure there's security at the games. And, and they're playing, they're also playing on, on, a, on a very you know, dangerous platform. The, the Jews own and govern this country financially, mm. whether we like it or not. Mm. They, they, they tell, they tell the, you know, the battle between the Stellenbosch, the rich people, the Rupert and the Jews, and the ANC leaders having been supported and fed by, by, the, by the Jews for all along. I, I will not be surprised that the cricket South Africa some of its sponsorship come from Jewish-owned businesses. Mm. And what if those people start pulling a plug? You sure, know, we have sure. seen how the Jews community in the whole world have responded, even if they are divided. Some are saying what is happening in, in Gaza and West Bank is not right. Some are saying, yes, we are Jews, but we are not proud of what the Zionists are doing. They, mm. they even segment themselves. Sure. And I think Cricket South Africa, if they wanted to uh, engage the captain, they would have had a private meeting and say, we have engaged and we, don't, we think next time be careful and you leave it there. Sure. That is management of, of human capital in sure. that instance. Mm. You know, like, unlike issuing statement, uh, you know, stripping of the captaincy, now they've created a platform whereby we want more. We want to know what rule did he broke. Mm. We want to know why this, you know, little punishment. No rule was broken. That's, yeah. the, that's the thing. There, there is no rule that was broken and I don't think they handled it properly. Absolutely. Let's move to the IEC and the MK party and our troublemaker, the <laughs> former president and a dude who's asked to be suspended longer than most people and is still not suspended or expelled, <laughs> the former president JZ. What's been happening with the IEC, sir? So? <laughs> uh, uh, you know, Fresh, I think that the Kizazuma should have asked either Jomosono or Nelson Mandela to borrow him their names. If you know, uh, Jomosono used to be called a troublemaker. Ah, yes. And, and, and Nelson Mandela's uh, middle name, the R stands for Kholitata, mm. which I've learned in class, it means the one who steers trouble. Mm. And I think Zuma is leaving what Jomosono was in the field and what Mandela name said. <laughs> the man is continuing to cause problems for this country. And, and look, what happened is I do not know who ignited the IEC mm. to can respond whether it's it's the ANC or it's DA or it's consent citizens of this country to say to the IEC uh, Jacob Zuma is a criminal. Remember, he's got a, a fresh criminal record. It's not even one year old. Hold on. Do you think all of that might have been to fix this now? 
to, to fix what? The criminal record you refer to. Well, look. Uh, <laughs> was, was it like a preemptive strike? Oh, look, I think those who jailed and who made sure Jacob Zuma has a criminal record, they, they outclassed many. They were, they, they, they were thinking up front to say, this man may try and so? do a comeback. Yeah, no, fresh. Look, that man was sent to jail without proper legal procedures. You know, he, he, he commits a crime that deserves a magistrate court to say you are in contempt of court. Mm. The law in this country, if you are in contempt of court, it goes to the magistrate court, the magistrate court, the prosecutor, they charge you, then they sentence you. Zuma was charged and sentenced by the <laughs> constitutional court. He jumped all other courts. I think they were planning to block him. But they've created a problem mm. because I don't think President Zuma has an ambition to be the president again. I do not think so. Sure. Uh, on the serious note, he's 80 years old. Mm. He's frail and all that. May, and, maybe member of parliament. Maybe, but also maybe you know, to, to, to steer trouble only and to deal with the ANC. But but now the IEC in responding, now this is where uh, our education comes to, to, to the electorate. When you are becoming a political office bearer, mm. whether in the municipality, the province, or provincial government, to be on the list of a political party, you are not supposed to have a criminal record. Mm. And now when I was active in politics 2013, 2014, I could not be in a party list that I belonged to that time because I still had an active criminal record, which sure. has been expunged in 2016. Mm. Now, now you cannot be. The IEC does not allow that. Ntate Jacob Zuma has a criminal record that he was sentenced. And now listen to how smart these people were. And this is where I want people to pay attention. The IEC Act, it is very explicit mm. to say if you are sentenced to prison for a period of 12 months or above without an option of paying a fine. So if you, even that Zuma was sentenced to prison for, how, was it, how much was it, 15 months mm. or whatever, but with an option of saying pay 10,000 rand fine, he will be eligible to be a candidate or in the party list. Mm. So, so already in 2023, when they sentenced him, understand, or 2022, they already did not give him an option of a fine. Mm. So he's got a full criminal record of above 12 months, so he doesn't qualify to be a, a, a candidate in a party list. Jeez. That is the status and that is the IEC Act. But let me, let me also go further and say, Besides that part, mm. that Zuma does not qualify, and, and I'm, I'm supporting what I said last week, that Zuma is not going to be the president of MK. He has mm. no ambition, because the constitution of the Republic of South Africa does not allow the third term. Sure, so sure. even if MK won President Zuma to be there, as a, they will have to get two-thirds majority mm. and to change the constitution of the country, which is highly unlikely. It sure. will not happen even with a coalition of another party. Two-thirds majority is not possible to make him a comeback. So I think he has grasped the country, attention is focused on Zuma. You can see people are already talking about the IEC, the criminal record and all that. It is dividing their attention. They are losing the focus in a sense that if they would allow him to campaign for MK, I said last week, the ANC must blue chicken Tate Zuma. Now, if they are going to dig more and more 
they are actually going to say to the laymen on the street and the voters and the potential supporters or the supporters and the potential voters of MK. Mm. They are saying to them, Leamona, they should remember how Zuma raised to power in Polokwane. It was because he, he was being seen as being tormented. So you understand, as being charged and allegations and this, and that propelled him. Mm. They are playing into those hands again and they are not being smart about it. But then so, so don't martyr the man by expelling the just man. Just leave the old man to end enjoy his you know, octogenarian age and his politics and his MK. Stop giving him more platform. But but I think he is looking at them and laughing at them to say, I got them. And yesterday I had an argument with one of uh, my brothers on on on, 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 on on what do you call it, on our family group, ne? Mm -hmm. uh, who is very anti-Zuma and pro-ANC. And he kept on quoting the IC act to me. And I said, look at you. You are an answer. You are swamped into whether Zuma is a criminal record and he qualifies or not. I even said to him, there is nothing wrong in the MK or any other political party to have a mascot. I use the term mascot. If 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 the the the, the MK party is going to use Fresh and Botsang and Zuma and Pinky and Petronella to be on on the ballot paper or on the billboards and placards, there's nothing wrong with that. There is no regulation that governs that. They can use anybody. We we spoke even yeah, about... Yeah, didn't they use a judge the other day? Exactly. <laughs> they they used the judge the other day. But but again, using a judge is perfect. But let me remind South Africa that when COPE was formed, mm. if you recall very well, uh, Dandala, Shumla Dandala's father. Yes. The, I think he's a reverend or a pastor. Shumla was on the show yesterday. Yes. Mm. And, and Shumla Dandala was the face of COPE at some stage. Yes. And he, what was he? He was a model. He was on the GQ magazine. He, he was... He Shumla was is an actor. He was an actor. He was just a model. You make it seem like he's just a pretty boy there. No, man. <laughs> uh, uh, look, Fresh, if I mention if I mention GQ magazine or Q magazine, is not just a, a model. But he was an actor. Yeah. You know? And when COPE used him on their billboards... And, and as the face of COPE, it's not because he was a politician. He was mm. not a candidate for mm. COPE. That is allowed. So if MK Party is using Zuma now to steer trouble and to rattle the ANC and the ANC gets rattled, then they don't know politics and they are not smart. And I still say, uh, by the way, uh, uh, on, on Wednesday, the MK Party issued a list of their leadership all over the country, in all provinces, uh, the coordinators, and, and, and the conveners of all provinces. So they are gradually mentioning who are their leaders. Trust me, they are going to wait for the last minute and after engagements with uh, other political parties to can announce who is their presidential candidate. And, and they're doing it very smart. Now people are pressing buttons to try and see who is their presidential candidate. Uh, and, and they're not going to do it now. They want to keep people gazing. And remember, three now, and, and, and I said it last week, I think your, your nails are distracting me. Now I can see what the followers were saying. <laughs> <laughs> On a serious note, guys, I'm talking to Fresh and I see his nails. Okay, I'm, I'm hiding the nails. The nails are so, so, so we, we said last week, and, and, and I said three political parties in South Africa in the past week are going to announce teaming up with MK. It has happened. You know, they have, the BLF has an, announced, the Triple AM has announced, the, uh, what do you call it, Act of Ntate Ismail has announced yes. mm -hmm. that they are going with MK formally. You understand? So, so 
again, those news were broken on this platform. Exactly. You, yeah. pre you, you, in fact, you predicted it. Yes, yes. Just like you predicted the fact that uh, chances are uh, America and uh, the, the UK, the UK. Uh, will be next at the uh, International Court of Justice. Uh, papers are being drawn now. Yeah. You know, I said it. I said immediately after. And it was last week's show. Absolutely. I said immediately after. South Africa is going to go now, and other countries are going to go for the for the UK and the US. Mm. Papers are being prepared as we are mm. sitting here. Mm. So, 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 are you uh, are you a prophet by any chance? No, 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 go, no. Go deeper, Papa. Go deeper, Papa. <laughs> <laughs> Fresh. I am not a prophet. I've, I, 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 I'm not even a graduate in politics, except in public and mean. Yes. I pay attention to what is happening and the trends in the political landscape of the world, and I sure. inform myself. Mm. I don't want to sit in front of our view us and the world this this platform has become an international platform now mm. being viewed even by 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 you know other uh, broadcasting uh, 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 you know studios are, are looking at this platform mm. you you can come and you inform yourself and you look at the trend in the world sure. I, i'm looking at the trend in the world and i'm t i told people that I, the, it was actually faster than i thought mm. i never mm. thought it will happen this week sure. that uh, uh, the south africa case is making the uk and the us jump around mm. It's but difficult. People. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, uh, former President JZ met with the PAC. Yes, yes. So, uh, what, what are your thoughts of the, on that meeting? Look, uh, first of all, the PAC announced that meeting prior it happened. The sure. PAC leader, Moafrika uh, Nyonso, went to KwaZulu Natal not only to meet President Zuma, mm. uh, uh, but to also meet some uh, uh, church leaders that were very influential in South African politics. And, and in him responding, and, and I like what uh, uh, the PAC president has said. The PAC president said he corrected uh, the media reports that the PAC is going to meet MK President Zuma. Zuma is not MK president. He is not even an, an MK member, he's an ANC member who endorses MK. And the president of the PAC says they went to meet the former head of state like they're meeting all other politicians. That's number one. Yes. But number two, Fresh, uh, being a Pan-Africanist, and I've been playing with this statement a lot, if you look at the five... Uh, cardinal pillars of the PAC. The very first pillar of the PAC, mm. as invented by Mangalis Osobukwe when the PAC was formed, sure. you know, in, 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 in 1959. The very first one, that's why they've got an open palm salute. You know, these are the five cardinal pillars. The first mm. one, it mm. says, rally and unite the African people under the banner of African nationalism. Okay. Understand? Mm. And all African people, from Cape to Cairo, Morocco to Madagascar, all, let's mm. rally and unite mm. them. And what have we been trying about in South Africa. We are fragmented. That's why we are weak. We divide the black or the African vote. That's why we are weak. Now, the PAC is saying, we do not care of our political differences, whether you are a chatterist or you are an Africanist. Anybody who is talking far-left politics, is talking the return of the land, is talking about us coming together and uniting the, the far-left vote, we will talk to those people. So. Nothing unbecoming to it. And why would we try as a nation when two black political leaders, very influential political leaders, historically and currently in their country, meet to talk about unity? We cannot say the PAC is weak, they are opportunists, and why are they talking to Zuma? That, that's not how we should be thinking. Mm. We should be saying, finally, the black leaders of the far left are meeting. Adilem Kitama, the leader of, of the Black First Land First, went and met President Zuma. Mm. The PAC leader 
and the triple uh, AM, the, the the African uh, you know Pentecostal church leaders, mm. they met with President Zuma. They, they they understand. So so there is nothing wrong in black people uniting. You know our people must start being realistic, man. What's wrong when me and my neighbor that we didn't talk a lot uh, for many years because my pit bull is making noise, and then we decide to say. Uh, let's sit down and have peace and how mm. we can manage this thing. It is progressive politics. Mm. We are progressing as a nation uh, uh, in uniting and talking unit. Whether it is the unity against the ANC or the unity against white capital, it's immaterial. What sure. is important is seeing black people uniting. Mm. Understand? Mm. I, I, I'm, I'm, and, and finding a common cause and a common issue to deal with. Uh, exactly. Mm. And that's what we need in this country. And I always make an example with myself. Mm. I said to people, I'm a hardcore pan Africanist. I was born one. Mm. But all my other life, I've been serving the ANC-led government sure. with pride and dignity. Mm. You understand? I, I, I didn't sit there with a badge to say I'm a pan Africanist and these are chatterers. No, no, it doesn't work like or, that. Or, or become uh, some sort hostile. of... Uh, yeah, or hostile mm. or uh, do a go slow, but only you know that is a go slow or start sabotaging things. Uh, because you are, you are doubt about it. Yes, and that's what we should be doing. At some stage, everything must be about what's in the best interest of this country. Uh, absolutely. Full stop. Yes. And you are right. That, that's what we should do. If all of us as South Africans, mm. as human beings, as people, we can work for the best interest of this country. Mm. You understand? I, I said, you know, many times people think when I expose and break down where the ANC has failed, I'm anti-ANC. You understand? No, 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 I'm not. Mm. I'm actually helping them indirectly to realize where they can improve. Because as an outsider, I don't have vested interest. Sure, they sure. can't howl me to the house and tell me to shut up. Unfortunately for them and fortunately for me. But, but they can take a leaf of the discussions we have here from a person who has no interest, except that I'm a South African, I want things to work. Understand? I want the water drainage system to work. I want the education system to work. I want clean public administration. I want less corruption mm, in the country. Mm, mm. I want the police to stop taking Coca-Cola bribes, you know, uh, not because I hate Coca-Cola. but You, you want a country that works? I want a country that works for, for, for the best interest of South Africans in general. Mm. And, 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 and I'm pro-black. I'm not hiding it. I am pro-African. When I see black people getting together, why, why we don't question when Julius and Bofikile Mbalula go and have whiskeys and shampoos together. We don't question that when they party together, when they go to lavish uh, weddings and parties together. But but then once they start sitting in a room and talking politics mm. on how they can work together, we want to question that. It has Absolutely. nothing to do with disloyalty to your political party. It has everything to do with the best interest of the country. And uh, you know, and 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 and, and it's, it's 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 a level of maturity that I think we all need. Yes. If yes. fairly, it's about the country. Yeah, we, we need very mature people. You must see the relationship between, I hope they, 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 I'm not exposing them. You must see the relationship between uh, a General Ponte Holomisa and Willits Mbeki. Mm. Willits Mbeki has never occupied a political office. Sure. Mm -hmm. You know, they are so close that I, I actually laughed at them the other day when I'm about to say, you know, guys, if I want to take you down, I know where to find you and I'll mm. find you both. Mm. They dine together, they lunch together almost two, three times a week. Yes. You understand? Mm. And it shows the level of majority yeah. uh, uh, of, of these adults who care about the interest of this country. So so th those are some of the political 
clear minds that we need as a nation. Absolutely. We need such pure, clear minds to lead us as a nation. This thing of saying, hey, he's BLF, he's ANC, he's PAC, I don't buy into those politics anymore. I want African unity. Is he pro-Africa? Is he pro-South Africa? Exactly. That's what I need. Answer that question. Who? No, I'm just saying. Oh, generally. That's the question you yes. must be asking yourself. Yes. Yes. That's what people should be asking myself. Mm. Even general people who mm. are not, you know, political activists or political mm. leaders. If we can get to that level, we wouldn't be having a problem with coalitions. Sure. We wouldn't be. Mm. Because the people who occupy those seats, you, you look at Kenny Kunene, who, who, who was known to be a flamboyant sushi man. Mm. He has come into politics. He's occupying a very key and strategic position in, in the biggest metro in Africa. Sure. You know, not by size. Swan is the biggest by size, but the most important economically. City of Jobek. Whoever thought Kenny Kunene will sit in a political position and work with the ANC guys, with the EFF guys. Have you seen him with a, a doctor Mkhinichuako uh, of the EFF? Mm. You know, these are two raging bulls. Sure. But for the best interest of the city of Jobek, they are working together. Sure. Those are the kind of politics we need in South Africa. Whether we like them or not, whether whether we, we see them as flamboyant guys or not, that's immature. We must look at the work they do on, on the positions they are occupying. Absolutely. Botsang, we are out of time. Uh, we've clapped another hour. Yeah. Uh, 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 you know, I must mention this guy. He says, you must recognize me. There's a friend of mine. He's totally, totally is the follower of this show. Yes, he sir. calls himself a behind-the-scenes producer. Ah. He's the guy who who campaigned that we must move from 45 minutes to at least an hour. But now, as Gurias said, they're now complaining to say, no, even an hour is not enough. <laughs> the production is expensive. Fresh. No. At, and at this rate, we'll be doing twice a week at this rate. Yeah, I, so no, no, no. No, <laughs> no, no. But I, I think I think we're doing well. Look, we're, we've been responding very well to the needs and the demands of, of, of the followers. The comments are very interesting. Despite mm. your nails, uh, people said they had a very boring year. Uh, and, you know, guys, I think I must talk to the show producer, Keleto. We must start having uh, uh, somebody who's grooming fresh. This thing of him thinking he's in a DJ studio when he's on a politics platform is not working for us. I'm not jealous of your nails, my brother. But, but, but you know that nails are political also, though. Uh, well, because a lot of politicians get their nails into the public <laughs> purse and they don't let go. So nails are very political. Yeah, guys, politics, where it comes from. And politics isn't always black or white. Yeah. You okay, see. that part I agree with you. Exactly. Yeah, so this part. is all symbolism. Work with me. Ying yang, work with me here, guys. <laughs> huh? Keep up. Anyway, Botsang, where do we find you uh, online? Thanks, sir? Fresh. And I am at botsangmagmail.com. And, and, and for political bookings and you know political and official engagements, and 082-485-9100. And, and uh, also on social media at Botsang M and X. Facebook and hey, I'm starting to get. Uh, I used to TikTok and and Instagram. Uh, and by the way, I must complain. Fresh, can you please shout at your viewers? They've dropped the book sales. I don't know whether people are broke in January, mm. but they've dropped the book sales. Guys, I still have over hundred copies of Life with a Question Mark, and Fresh has pushed me to publish my uh, upcoming book uh, very soon. So Absolutely. I need to sell the remaining books in order to go and print the upcoming ah, okay. firebrand of a book. Okay, so we have 100 books left to sell. Yeah. 
Okay, so please get in touch with Botsang. And um, yeah, um, his book is absolutely amazing. Netflix, if you're watching this, uh, you might have a movie on your hands. So also get yourselves a copy. We are done with this week's edition of Hashtag Politrix with Botsang Muilwa. Coming to you from Amp Studios, downtown Johannesburg. We're part of the Africa Podcast Network. Shout out to Pezulu Works for the cinematography. You guys always make us look good. Um, Pezulu Works also do weddings. They do music videos. They cover festivals. If you've got an event, a massive event, and you want the after movie to look like a movie, get in touch with Pezulu Works. Our imaging, shout out Otis the Floor Fraser, guest Budzang Muilwa, creative producer Kuvesh Mohan, and our show producer Kele Tsumudisa King. Email us at waw at africapodcastnetwork.com. Till next week, have a great week in spite of yourselves.